Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I talk to Tony Khan. That's right. It's Tony time. And we talk to maybe the best pro wrestler with a microphone in his hand, MJF, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Tony Khan, we got to go back to this past Dynamite and that main event, Andrade and Cody. Uh, first of all, Andrade, I mean, amazing talent. I mean, what they were able to put out there in that main event. And Cody's nuts. Like, Cody's legitimate <laughs> crazy. And I tweeted out immediately after that match, like, love him or hate him. And, Tony, you actually mentioned about Cody. He's kind of like a football team. There's going to be some cities he goes in and he's going to be the visiting team. And there's going to be cities he goes in like Atlanta and Georgia where he's going to get cheered as the home team. But there is no doubt what that man won't do for the AEW fan base. Yeah, it was amazing. It was such a great street fight. And uh, thankfully, both guys will be okay and they both will be able to wrestle again uh, because that was a crazy match. And that's the kind of stuff that shorten careers and careers. So uh, we're very grateful for both Cody and Andrade El Idolo. Uh, great street fight main event, and absolutely uh, Cody sent the fans home very happy from that match. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the street fight, although it was pretty nerve-wracking uh, backstage one. Um, but thankfully everything came out okay. Um, and, uh, you know, when you, when you have a match like that, that's all you can really hope for is that the wrestlers come out of it okay. Atlanta is a city of stars. And you look out in the crowd, and now at AEW, you're starting to see, like, the stars come out. Like, you, you see at, the, at, at other promotions. Like, is, is that something that you – did you expect that to happen, Tony, or, or is that like a surprise to you too? Well, you know, it's been like that kind of from the beginning, Mark. We've had great celebrity involvement from the very beginning. You know, uh, the first time I ever met Mike Tyson was at – the original Double or Nothing, and that's before we even had any TV, uh, you know, before Dynamite or let alone Rampage. And 
uh, Mike Tyson came to the show as a fan and he wanted to see it. You know, we had done the fastest sellout in the history of pro wrestling in Las Vegas. And uh, ever since then, we've had a lot of celebrities that want to be involved. And T-Pain, you know, speaking of Cody, had been uh, on the Go Big Show with Cody on TBS. And uh, they'd become friends. And it seemed like a great uh, collaboration and a great cross-promotion for that show on TBS, which is also good cross-promotion for us with Dynamite uh, making that move to TBS next year in January. And it, also- it's real cool to see uh, the different worlds start to know AEW. Uh, the music world, the the world of Hollywood, the the, the world of, of multimedia. Uh, like, it, I'm not saying that there's a surprise to you, but I think it's expected now uh, when you have a successful program like uh, Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of it has to do with you, Mark. You know, you, you've helped raise that awareness. You've done so much great work spreading AEW to the community and also to the celebrities. And I know we've had great celebrity involvement from the beginning, but we've also uh, had great people come in as a result of you, like when we were in Milwaukee and the Greek freak came in uh, in his hometown. So that was uh, a great moment that you helped put together. And uh, that was really one of the special moments we've had on Rampage. And I think, uh, you know, again, tonight on Rampage, I look forward to working with you. It's always a real pleasure. And uh, we were talking about that main event. And uh, I'm excited to see your interview tonight, Mark, you know, with Pac. Uh, He's in an eye patch because of Malachi Black spraying that mist into his eye a couple weeks ago on Dynamite at the end of that eight-man tag match. And uh, I, uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing you try to keep some order tonight between FTR and the Death Triangle, especially with Pac out there like a wild man in the eye patch. Anytime FTR is involved, uh, you're going to have to put your foot down. Yeah, well, you guys, they're off the you, chain. You try to keep that one, keep that one uh, going tonight, and I think uh, pray, know, pray for me, will, Dave. Will be- there, there's no doubt, but I think the only time that I actually prayed for Mark during an episode of Rampage is when Abaddon was a part of Rampage, Mark. Oh, like God. that's where I like legit said a prayer for you, my friend. <laughs> well, that was yeah. a, that was a big Halloween episode. That was yeah. a great Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know and, if Tony knows, Dave. You might have to tell. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would think that Tony probably doesn't know by putting Abaddon on TV with you. But, but Tony, Mark does not like scary stuff. He will not watch scary movies. He he does not like anything like that. So, yeah, I have well, that nightmares. Makes a lot of sense now. Now that I understand that, your, your reaction <laughs> to Abaddon makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I try not to tell my weaknesses, Dave, but I know, but we put it out. We, well, we the nation here, so knows. So Tony's part of the nation, so he needs to know. Um, also, to uh, something, and we talked about this last week after Jamie Hader and Thunder Rosa. I mean, Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho tore it up on Wednesday, and now we're down to the final four. Uh, this TBS uh, tournament has been fantastic. A number of people have have come up and talked to me about that lately, and I'm really glad that so many people have liked it. Um, when I sat down and put the bracket together, I really felt like it would it would be a great way to build towards Dynamite making that huge move at the end of the year to TBS, and I think it's only created more anticipation for the move. 
I'm very excited about the semifinals. And tonight on Rampage, you're going to get an up-close look at two of the semifinalists because Jay Hill is going to be in action. She's going to be uh, taking on Jai Kai, one of uh, Thunder Rosa's students. But really, uh, one of the top things to focus on here is the Thunder Rosa is going to be doing commentary on this match. And when you have Thunder Rosa out there at the desk and Jade Cargill in the ring, it is a combustible situation. And uh, I think it's something to keep an eye on tonight on Rampage. Wow. And, and like, you know, now Thunder Rosa and I are best friends. We're best buddies. And I've already talked to her and, uh, you know, coach her up a little bit. You know, being on commentary is something that she can excel at for sure. And I can't wait to hear her on commentary tonight on Rampage. Uh, Jade Cargill, Mark, getting to meet her, you freeze when you meet her. Because as, as well as she comes across on TV, in person, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen somebody look so athletic than, than Jade. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I try not to comment too much. I just, you know, my wife listens to the show. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> and she's seen Jade. And when my, my, every time my wife sees Jade, she goes, oh, my God. It's, and when you, get, a, well, when you get another woman to comment like that, you know how the guys must be thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, and the crazy thing is, I think when you see Jade, uh, you know, not only is Jade a, a beautiful woman, but also one of the most dangerous and uh, powerful competitors in pro wrestling. And I think yeah. uh, Thunder Rosa uh, there at the desk is going to have a handful in the semifinals with Jade. And also uh, her protege is going to have her hands full with Jade tonight. So I'm really uh, looking forward to that. And, uh, Mark, you know, you have uh, been a mentor to Jade and, and have offered a lot of great advice about how to use her size and her power advantage to dominate opponents. Uh, and it seems like she's taken that advice to heart, used it very well, because so far uh, we've seen Jade dominant in her matches and she's undefeated. Yeah, she's not, she's not posing as much. She's going out there and trying to destroy these competitors. And, and and it's is man, I I've seen so much improvement in such a short amount of time. I can only imagine what the future is going to be like for her. Unreal. Yep. She, she, I think she's clearly uh, the rookie of the year, and I think she is definitely one of the favorites to, to potentially be the TBS champion. But you know, you you have to consider. I think Thunder Rosa yep. uh, is absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the top wrestlers in AEW, and I think that they will have a great semifinal match. We also saw on Dynamite this past week, uh, Ruby Soho advancing uh, to the semifinals with a win over Chris Statlander, and we know it'll be Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose, and Nyla Rose wasted no time uh, before she uh, made her feelings clear to Ruby Soho uh, that all bets are off and uh, that this is going to be uh, a huge semifinal match Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose coming up soon in the TBS tournament also. I was just saying, both of those matches are, are man, they could be main events. There are. I mean, I, I think they are for sure. I mean, it's four very talented women and that's why this yeah, I'm excited. has been fantastic. I'm very, I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, I, I know how much Thunder Rosa means to the Busted Open Nation, so I hope everybody watches Rampage tonight because I'm very excited to hear 
uh, Thunder Rosa on commentary during that match with one of her students. She's sure. got no quit in her, Dave. Like, I mean, she's she's as tenacious as anybody that I've seen in the women's division in years. And, and Thunder Rosa doesn't hold anything back. So I'm I'm interested to hear her on commentary because she does she has no filter, Thunder Rosa. So oh, uh, she, you know, I I just want to I just want to hear her on commentary just for that fact as well. And you know, Tony, one thing. Well, I the big to thing that- is, I think Jade. You know, when when I talked to Jade about it, Jade said her goal is to make sure Thunder Rosa is not out there on commentary very long. I think uh, Jade would. Jade is not uh, paid by the hour, so uh, oh, she likes man. to get done with work quickly and to the back and get into the gym. So uh, <laughs> it'll be very interesting uh, to see how that uh, plays out. And of course, that's two of the semifinalists for the TBS championship, and uh, we're looking forward to the move to TBS for Dynamite. And of course, Rampage is going to stay on TNT. Rampage is on TNT tonight on every Friday night at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. And uh, with Rampage staying on TNT, we still have Dynamite on TNT uh, through the end of December. And tonight on Rampage, the TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, is defending a title against one of the toughest wrestlers I've seen join AEW in a long time. Uh, Tony Nese is one of the best high flyers, one of the best pound-for-pound wrestlers. He's got a lot of momentum. He's undefeated so far. And I'm really excited to see this match tonight. Tony Nice has got an extra motivation also because in his hometown, Long Island, on Wednesday. And I know Tony Nice wants to bring that TNT championship back to his hometown on Wednesday night. And I just think it's going to be a great match tonight. Sammy Guevara versus Tony Nice for the TNT title on Rampage. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And Sammy Guevara has done a, a fantastic job, and I'm excited about seeing uh, Tony Nice. Uh, Tony, it, it was interesting to me after Dynamite, and you know, I was on social media talking about uh, Cody and Andrade and going through that flaming table. And I'm I'm 50 now. I know I know you would probably wouldn't guess it because I'm such a, I have such youthful looks to me, but I'm a 50 year old man, Tony. And it was funny, like reading some of the social media clips and. You know, I was a big fan of ECW back in the day. I know you were, too. But it was interesting hearing fans talk about that flaming table and not bringing up ECW, but bringing up GCW. And it's funny that there is, like, this new generation of fans. Like, you know, there are people, Tony, like, growing up with pro wrestling, watching AEW. There is a younger fan. How challenging is that for you? Because I could talk about— It's It's great. It's great. It's so good. Like, we have a great audience right now. People get so caught up in, like, micro-trends. I'll give you a great example. Like, uh, there were a lot of people out on Black uh, – on sorry, not on, on Black Friday and also on Thanksgiving Eve. And so for Dynamite in particular, uh, I was just getting DVR numbers back today. And the Thanksgiving Eve episode, uh, you know, a lot of people are out that day. And we did a great audience. It was by far the biggest audience we've done on Thanksgiving Eve. It's our third show on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And it was our biggest live audience yet. And it's, you know, it wasn't quite as big as some of the other audiences we've had recently because I think of the holiday. And then I got the DVR numbers back this morning. And it was the most watched episode when you factor in the DVR in a long time. So uh, with, the, with that plus seven lift, uh, the Thanksgiving Eve episode was a huge, huge, huge rating success. And, 
you know, a lot of times people get so caught up in these trends. And the show this week finished third on cable. And that's massive for us. Anytime we finish that high, everybody's very happy with it. And our share of the universe was really, really good for the night. And uh, it was a really strong number up this week. And the fact is there are tons of people growing up on AEW. Any, like anytime I come on with you guys, like all the aggregation sites will pick it up and like pull the quotes out and look for anything juicy to say. And often they'll intentionally take the stuff out of context. They probably won't use this quote because it talks about what they do. So I'm guessing this won't make it onto the aggregation sites because it's actually like a very <laughs> a process-oriented quote describing the process of running a wrestling aggregation site and taking people out of context, uh, which is an art that they've mastered. So uh, in this case, I think uh, the fans – there's a lot of people that have grown up with GCW as maybe their third alternative. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that have grown up with AEW and we have taken uh, a place in the wrestling universe that didn't exist for a long time. There wasn't a viable second national company with all due respect to the other companies that have been out there or were out there uh, trying to fill that space for a long time. There hasn't been an, a viable national alternative, nothing that's ever uh, gotten the kind of penetration we have, you know, on great channels like TNT and TBS since the death of WCW over 20 years ago. So the fans have been waiting over 20 years ago uh, for a time like this. And now, you know, Dynamite's been on over two years. We're going on year three as a company with AEW. There's a lot of people that watch AEW. And instead of getting caught up on whether the number goes up by 0.02 or 0.03 each week. I think I don't want to lose the forest for the trees. We have a lot of fans and they're pro wrestling fans. One of the mistakes WCW is they had great audience with pro wrestling on television. And then around 97, uh, the WWF, I guess around maybe late 96, the WWF started doing, stuff that was just as good or better and they had great main event talent but they weren't the biggest names yet and they built those people up uh and you saw you know slowly but surely the fans responded to what was great pro wrestling and then wcw instead of responding to that by continuing on doing more great pro wrestling uh maintaining the great audience and and base that they had they got away from it and i don't want to do that so one thing you can always count on with AEW is if you tune in to Dynamite on a Wednesday or tonight, if you tune into Rampage on a Friday like tonight on TNT, you're going to see a lot of great wrestling. I promise. I'm not going to make it a whole show of talking. Uh, the only show I can ever think of where a large percentage of the total volume of the show was taken up with the talking is the first dance, which was a very, very special case. And I don't think anybody there that night or anybody that watched it was upset that one time a few months ago when a lot of the show was. But for the most part, I would say literally 99% of the time on our TV shows, you can count on a lot of great wrestling. And for me as a fan, that would always be enough to get me to support a company. Because if I knew that a few times a week I could tune in and I was going to see great wrestling matches and wrestlers I cared about, that, that means so much. And for a long time, people didn't have that. And at least not consistently. And I think there have been times in the last two decades where WWE did offer that consistently and has had good runs of doing that. But when AEW started, there, there was a reason why the fans were for it. And there's a reason why I think we've had 
the success we've had. And it's because of the fans and it's because there's a huge appetite in this country for pro wrestling and great pro wrestling matches every week. And, and, I, and I'm glad you said that, Tony. And, and something also you said early on is about like the DVR numbers. Uh, a lot of people get caught up in the numbers. They get caught up in the ratings. Hey, we do too here on Busted Open. There's no doubt. But you look at like DVR, YouTube. You mentioned the first dance. That 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 YouTube video of CM Punk, you know, coming back to pro wrestling and debuting with AEW has over 11 million views. Like, think about that. 11 mil- the uh, back and forth between MJF a couple weeks ago, over three million views on YouTube. So a lot of people get caught up in the rating of a night. But then you factor in DVRs, you factor in YouTube. Like, I know for myself, my daughter, most of the stuff she watches is on YouTube. There's so many different ways to watch pro wrestling now than ever before. Yeah, absolutely. Ratings are a huge piece of it. Uh, and it is a big deal when they come out the next day. But, you know, there is some context that goes into it. And you really need to watch it the next week as the DVR numbers come in. So for the Thanksgiving Eve episode, the DVR numbers tell a really interesting story. Uh, that there was a ton of delayed viewing, but people did catch up on the show and they really wanted to see it. And it ended up being our most watched show of the month. So uh, now with the show this week, I think, uh, you know, I really believe tonight we're going to have a great rampage. And I did about, uh, you know, like I said, this TNT title match with Sammy Guevara. You, I, we talked a lot before about uh, the TBS championship We and, and, I think the semifinals are going to be great. I'm really excited to see Jade out there tonight uh, with Thunder Rose on commentary. We talked a bunch about this great main event, FTR uh, versus Pac and Penta, uh, and, and about Mark doing this big interview tonight. And we talked a bit about uh, Sammy and Tony Nice, and I mentioned it before. Uh, but just to reiterate, you know, you mentioned, Dave, you think Sammy's been doing great. And, and I know you talked to MJF earlier today. Uh, ever since that match they had in Daly's place at that last dynamite in Daly's place uh, before we got back out on the road, that was one of the best matches we've had on television. And Sammy's been on a roll ever since that. And I think tonight could be one of his finest nights as champion, could be his last night as champion. But uh, no matter what, I know Sammy will uh, go to and uh, I know he'll never go out without a fight. And I know tonight uh, is going to be a great match either way. And, uh, you know, Tony Nice came into the company with a big chip on his shoulder. This is bell to bell, I think, a top wrestler. And again, with Dynamite going to Long Island next week, he's got all the motivation in the world to try and take the title from Sammy tonight. Tony, with all the good that's going on this week that happened on Wednesday and that's going to, going to happen tonight that's scheduled to happen tonight, Uh, I have to go back to a week ago. And how proud are you uh, to be a part of arguably, and I think in my opinion, the best face-to-face promo in wrestling history. And I know you're a super (laughs) fan too. Can you go back in time and ever think that you would see something as special as what we had with Punk and MJF? It was very special, and I think it's only the beginning. That's what's really exciting. And for the fans that are going to tune in and want to see more of this, 
there's so much exciting stuff happening in AEW. Yeah, and, and Tony, we're excited uh, for Rampage tonight. Again, 10 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. And, Tony, as always, thank you so much for the time. And enjoy tonight. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. It's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Fantasy, Fantasy Fast, Fast Track. Track. With the fantasy football season upon us, catch me and Brandon Fun Buns Funston every week as we sprint through a variety of fantasy football topics, including waivers, trade targets, sleepers, plus, and more. Get that first place medal is what you're after. We've got the information to help you make it happen. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Without a doubt, the best wrestler in 2021 on the microphone, and that is our next guest, M. JF. Sir, how are you this morning? Stop chasing the hug, Dave. It's unbecoming. Mark, how are you doing? Are you on the show? Is that who's the co-host today? I wasn't paying attention. I, I, I am. I am Dave's co-host today, and stop, I'll be able to give stop. a little Listen. bit of levity to this show. Dave, Dave you yes, do sir. know the only reason why your show rel- is relevant is because you have to pay out the wazoo legends like Mark Henry and Bully Ray just to make this show passable. Are you aware of that? I'm not. I listen. I, I think it's a little bit more than passable, but yes, sir. I do know the importance of Bully and Mark Henry for sure. Yes. All right. Thank God. Look, it's Hanukkah. I'd rather be doing just about anything else right now. You are having the luxury of talking to a man who's only been on national TV for two years, 
And I've already had some of the greatest moments in the history of the business, some of the greatest promos in the history of the business, and very recently against Darby, one of the greatest matches in the history of the business. If I died tomorrow, there would be a holiday. You know this. I know this. Let's make this quick. Ask the hard-hitting questions. I'm sick of the slow ball stuff. What do you got for me, Dave? Well, let's, let's get into what everybody's talking about, and that's you and CM Punk. What we saw this yeah, past yeah, yeah. Wednesday on Dynamite, what we saw last week on Dynamite. Um, and listen, uh, advantage MJF. I think that's very apparent over what we've seen play out the last two weeks. What has it been like for you to stand toe-to-toe with CM Punk? Look, I'd be lying if I said it didn't, it didn't feel special. And I think the reason that we had over a million viewers watching our segment when we had the greatest verbal joust in the history of the sport is because it is special. It's something people have been calling for for a very long time. CM Punk was considered to be the greatest guy on the stick of his generation. I'm considered to be the greatest guy in the stick of mine. Um, and it, that's exactly what it was. It was special. Do I think CM Punk is special anymore? Eh, maybe. I don't know. Do I think he's on my level? Absolutely not. So the feeling I get is it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's hard to put my finger on because you have to understand, I was a huge fan of CM Punk growing up. I, I'll go as far to say that I idolized the man. And now here I am. I'm grown. I'm 25 years old. And there's some kid out there who's watching me on TV against the person that I was watching on TV. And we're going back and forth on the mic and I'm verbally assassinating him. So it is weird. It is interesting. And I can't help but think while I'm handing CM Punk his ass every week verbally that someday when I'm, I don't know, in my late thirties, early forties, there's going to be a new kid in town on the rise, and I can only promise myself that I'm not going to allow what's happening to CM Punk to happen to me. I'm going to have to eat that kid up and spit him out. Um, but right now, we need to live in the present. We need to live in the here and now. And in the here and now, people are getting and are going to continue to get two of the best on the stick week in and week out. But more importantly, you're going to get MJF every single week, and that's obviously what the people care about the most. Wow. Well, let me. I, I'm. I'm. I'm going to stay on, uh, on the CM Punk thing for just a second. And yeah, uh, I, I I came out last week and and I said that when that happened, that I thought Punk left something on the table, like he he didn't address the fact that uh, he's been gone for seven years, and he's been back and he's had probably, you know, a match on television every week since he's been back. And, and you haven't. And he didn't address that. Do you feel like he left something on the table in this verbal it's joust up, that y'all had? That's not up for me to say. Look, here's the deal, right? I only wrestle when it behooves me to wrestle. I find that a lot of guys on the AEW roster are wrestling because they feel that they need to impress our fan base. I don't got to impress anybody. Everybody's already impressed by me. You're impressed by me the second my music hits. There's a reason that when my music hits, I get one of the loudest reactions, positive or negative, and True. we don't need to get on that part, but I get one of the loudest reactions in all of wrestling. And I don't have to wrestle every single week to make people feel that way, to get people that excited about me. 
I think I'm You're an attraction. Of course I'm an attraction. I'm I'm Andre the Giant is what I am. I am an attraction. Wow. And I think I I think I've already gotten in CM Punk's head because if you really think about it, what I said is true. Is CM Punk undefeated so far in AEW? Yes. Is that impressive? Absolutely. But it, I'm waiting for the CM Punk of old. I am waiting for that flicker to switch behind his eyes and to to see to see that CM Punk of old that I grew up on. And hopefully I get it. I want it. I want it to come out. But I was on commentary at the booth for him versus Lee Moriarty. Let me tell you something. Lee Moriarty is one of the greatest upcoming talents that we have to offer on our roster. But he shouldn't be on CM Punk's level. So CM Punk's struggling against that kid. It's very interesting, and I think it's all because I'm in his head. I I was just going to say that. That was going to be my next question because you're right. Lee Moriarty, great talent but not nearly on the level right now of CM Punk. But you know what? He almost pulled out a victory over CM Punk on Wednesday. So are you in CM Punk's head right now? I think it's very obvious I'm in CM Punk's head right now. Uh, I, think, I think it's very clear. I think right now CM Punk is, is on the verge of a mental break. And once that mm. mental break happens, I know I completely have him in the palm of my hand. And I think we're getting closer and closer because I saw that flicker go off for just a millisecond when I said that I'm going to put Larry to sleep. I saw the flicker. I saw the CM Punk of old as he was rushing up that ramp. And let me tell you something. It caused a legitimate adrenaline rush inside of me. I loved every second of it. Now, if me and him got physical, do I think I'd beat him? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's what Wardlow's there for, right? If Punk honestly needs to wrestle me more than I need to wrestle him, as we discussed last night, because I am, I am the spark to a flame. I am the reason that causes the flicker behind his eyes that he hasn't had since 2011. I, my, I have a question that, you know, I said before you came on there, and I, I was going to ask this. Um, yes. You going home uh, to Long Island, uh, coming up next Wednesday. Are you going to be you to the people in Long Island? Because you're the, the, the preacher that you went to church with, mm. the mailman, teachers, yes. teammates. Church, Mark, but I understand the analogy. Um, those, are, those are your people. Are you going to be, are. are you going to be the guy that you are right now in this moment with those people. Yeah, 100%, but that's why the, my people love me. Because I'm not like Hangman Adam Page. I'm not like CM Punk. I'm not like Brian Danielson. The list goes on and on. And what I, what I mean when I say that is I am 110% authentic. Nothing about me is fake. I'm 100% real. I never waver. I never quiver. I am not playing a character. I am not playing anything when I go out there. I don't put on a costume like Luchasaurus does. I don't have to because I already am a real-life superhero, especially to people of Long Island. I will not be changing anything about myself, but I can assure you when my music hits for the first time ever in my career, I will not be met with 30 million ton volume of booze. I'm going to be met with cheers. I'm going to be met with people chanting my name, MJF, at the top of their lungs because – These people understand me. The only difference between a hero and a villain, Mark Henry, is perspective. And unfortunately, every other state 
in the world. Every other region, every other city outside of Long Island has the wrong perspective of me. When I come home to L.I., the people know I truly am salt of the earth. And that's right. Dynamite and Rampage will both be live in Long Island. Uh, tickets available. Go to Ticketmaster.com. There's still just a few tickets left. So for you, MJF, and obviously, you know, you're cocky, you're arrogant, and there's a reason why you are that way. But when yeah, you no look shit. at <laughs> but, but you look at what you've been able to accomplish, what is it going to feel like walking into that building next Wednesday? What is it going to feel like being in Long Island, thousands of fans, I mean, you know, you've worked your ass off, but it's been a short period of time. What's it going to be like for you next Wednesday? You know, this, this is me being completely genuine, as I always am. It's going to be emotional. Um, it's going to be the most emotional part of my career. I've been inside the ring with my heroes growing up as a kid. I have defeated my heroes. I have slain them as the dragons. And now here I come as the triumphant dragon slayer, back home and and it, it brings a Russian nostalgia to my head of being the kid in class and saying I'm gonna be a professional wrestler and everybody saying okay yeah sure Max you know we we love you man you're the best but like that's that's a pipe dream and now here I am and I am on the precipice of walking out to an arena filled with people chanting my name at the top of their lungs because, you know, the quintessential hero of Long Island has returned. The king has returned back home. I'm the same kid who was sitting in class daydreaming about what I have become in 2021. And I always knew I could do it. And to me, this is just a party that I have had ready and set in my head since I was seven. Uh, and I finally get to attend this party now at 25. Wow. Validation. Yep. Validation is a wonderful thing when you can get it served up in front of the people. Uh, I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, I, I, I look. For, I'm starting to see the MJF vision, Dave. I'm, I'm seeing the vision. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go out to Long Island. I know MJF's not going to like that, but because it might dirty the waters, so to speak. Well, but you I might have kicked out of UBS Arena, but if you want to try to get into the club, you can try. Your name just might not be on the list. I will try. I will buy a oh, ticket shit. to experience what's going to take place next Wednesday for Dynamite. All right, last question for me, MJF, because I know that uh, time is short and you're very, very busy leading up uh, to what we're going to see, and we thank you for the time. Uh, we're in the holiday season. As I said, it's the uh, sixth night of Hanukkah tonight. Uh, your mom has been on the show. Your dad has called Ugh. into the show. They yeah. listen. I have over this holiday season, have you been able to kind of get closer with your parents during this time of the year? My parents are schmucks, okay? The only people I'm close to are my friends. Uh, I'll name some of my friends. Me and Britt Baker, we show all the time. She's the best friend. Um, Pinnacle, obviously. Sean Spears, he's my homie. Cash and Dax, they're my homies. Tully B, my homie. Wardlow, eh, what are you going to do? He's there. You know, it's always nice to have a big guy around. And yeah, those are my friends, you know. I'm celebrating Hanukkah with Dax and Cash in the Carolinas. I'm celebrating Hanukkah with Tully B. That's, you know, that's who I want to celebrate Hanukkah with. And especially Sean Spears. And I just got Sean Spears for Hanukkah, a brand spanking new chair, because he just broke his new one on uh, Dynamite, which I'm sure you saw. I mean, yep. he broke it yep. over that schmuck. 
Uh, that was hilarious. So, yeah, I just bought Sean Spears a new chair. I don't know if you guys know this. Sean Spears, a bit of a chair enthusiast. So he was very happy to get that present. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he was. Uh, MJF, thank you so much for the time this morning. Uh, good luck next Wednesday. Again, AEW Dynamite and Rampage will be I'm live. Sorry, I'm sorry, Dave. Did you just wish me luck? No luck <laughs> needed. What are you, nuts? I'm out of here. What a mess of a show. Dave, you suck. You know, you think I would have learned my lesson by now, Mark? Uh, obviously, you, you, I haven't. You threw yourself on the sword. I try to be nice to MJF. What am I thinking trying to be nice to MJF? Seriously. Gee, and, and you know what? He doesn't need luck. And judging by what he's been able to do the last two weeks, he probably doesn't need me saying good luck to him, especially when he's coming home to Long Island. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Producers are very own diva Gabby Laspisa and Andre Viola. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.